Game begin. Hello and welcome to Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I'm Andrew. This is episode 57. And with me tonight is one of our Patreon patrons, the one, the only, Spencer Thompson. You know, Andrew, I was having trouble with my seatbelt the other day. I tried and tried and tried to get it to work, and then suddenly it clicked. Well, that's all the time we got for today. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch... Okay. Oh, Um, come on, man. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> if you invite you on, you know, you're going to get puns either way. So you, you, you get one. I, I give you a obligatory okay. one. I, I don't have okay. to do the rest. It's fine. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll uh, the one sacrificial pun, basically. <laughs> well, fun fact, one of the now not so secret perks that we have uh, for our top support tier in Patreon, Daggum True Believer, is to be a backup on our podcast roster if you so desire. So that when dad life hits, and the other five dads uh, have to go and you're left to fend for yourself with an hour before you hit record, we send up the bat signal and poof, you can be here. So Spencer, thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome. Glad I could help. Well, today we'll be diving into the video games that moved us in some way. So that'll be a blast. And if you like what you hear on this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe on YouTube or follow us on your podcast platform. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, your engagement helps Daggum Nerds continue to grow. So just consider it. It's it's awesome. And we you should you. really Thank do you. it. Do it. Yes. Do it. Well, before we start, let's talk about things that happened to us in dad life this week. Uh, I actually had a fun one this one. It's kind of kind of interesting. Ooh, do tell. Uh, I had a um, so Theodore's been not quite talking yet, which has been interesting. Um, and he's slowly learning, picking up words and stuff, which is awesome. And one of his favorite movies is Cars. Uh, And if you've watched the Cars franchise at all, uh, the first and the third movie, which are his two favorites, um, the second one does not exist in our household. Uh, (laughs) The uh, it starts off where he goes speed. I am speed. Little montage thing. And the NASCAR cars fly by. (laughs) And then uh, he goes one winner, 42 losers. I eat losers for breakfast. And then (laughs) more cars pass. And then the movie continues on. Well, we noticed Theodore was actually quoting certain parts of the movie. And so we kind of look at him, look over at him and we're like, hey, buddy, speed. I am speed. And he goes. Uh, we're like, yes. We're like, OK, so one winner, 42 losers. I eat losers for breakfast. Uh, and he's been doing it consistently, which is that so is awesome. Fantastic. That is fantastic. So awesome. We love it. Um, so loving seeing his little world grow and, uh, it, it's a blast. So, well, Spencer, how about you? For me, I am not a dad, but I do have three cats and I would consider myself a cat dad. Don't come at me. I, I realize that they're different things. As, cat, as humans are different. I realize that some people will probably have objections to this, but as the one and only judge this year, uh, I will allow this into, uh, into evidence. <laughs> I appreciate that. So no one story that, uh, happened this week was mm-hmm. I came home from work and I noticed that one of my cats, Fiona, was very like kind of itchy and kind of not, you know, doing too well. So I was like, I kind of asked her to come here, but she ran away and there's something trailing behind her. And I was like, oh no. Okay, that's kind of weird. So I, I, I run over and I was like, try to get her and she runs away again. I finally, you'll get, she's staying still and I pick her up and I realize very quickly that she has a tapeworm. And the tapeworm is showing itself through it's a, it's the anus. Out, it's coming out her butt. 
Yes. Oh. And there's a good good six oh. inches worth of tapeworm. No, Spencer. No. It was nasty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I called my wife and I was like, uh, Maya, can you help me with this? Uh, I, I need to help the cat. So she holds on to the cat's four legs and head. Well, as I grab a paper towel, I'm just like trying to <laughs> like, gently not get this cat to freak out while I try to. Yeah. Pull the I, I, out. Uh. Yeah. I get a decent amount and it breaks off eventually. And so I'm just like, okay, we're going to the vet. Like, oh, this, yeah. This, we oh, need to figure think? this out. You think? Yeah. So, yeah, we get some dewormer. We, it's put on all three of our cats now. Oh, so good. hopefully it'll just take care of it. And once it's dead, it'll oh. you know, break down and all that nastiness. So. She should be good now, but it was all kinds of nasty. And I, I'm just like, oh, that is a special level of disturbing, Spencer. Thank you for that story. Wow. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Oh, sorry. I know you're good. <laughs> all right, guys, well, let's start this discussion. Let's get going. So one of the things that we love about video games is that it can be a really cool medium for some pretty unique storytelling. Uh, sometimes these games make us feel all the things and we'll be working through the tears on today's episode to bring you guys our top three favorite games that made us stare into the abyss. That is our emotions. Uh, it is a dark and scary place. Uh, but before we get started, just a general question, just to kind of kick things off. Uh, we've got a, a list of top three games that we want to uh, go through today. But what are some of the criteria for your list? Like, what was it kind of generally about these games that made it onto your list specifically? All right. So I'll go first with this one. Yeah, go for it, please. When it came to mine, I really tried to find a game that either the game itself made me feel something, you know, angry, sad, sad, Mm -hmm. you know, just or there's something going on around that same time that I was very memorable. And this game reminds me of it heavily. Okay. So, so external influences even for you. Yes. Like okay. there's one on my list that there's, it's a really, you know, it's a fun game, but it's also, it brings back, uh, emo- you know, memories from me of that also that time as well. Okay. Okay. So, and the story itself has uh, like some moving moments in it too, but that's the main reason I chose is because of the external. Okay. That's awesome. I look forward to hearing it. What about you? Um, I, it's a variety of different things. I'm looking at my list right now and I'm, I, these games made me feel things in a unique way for each one. Things I didn't, I, I, I guess almost unexpected. It's probably oh, a good okay. way of putting this for me. Like there's one on this list that, uh, based off of previous entries into this franchise, this game just went over and above, uh, anything that I expected previously. Other games mm-hmm. made me smile. Other games made me think. So I am looking forward to sharing my list. And so without further ado, I think it is time that we actually did share our list, Spencer. All right, let's do it. Well, what are the top three video games that moved you? We will start with number three and uh, oh, yeah, so you'll go three, I'll go three, and then two, two, one, one. And we'll Got go it. from there. All right, well, Spencer, what is your number three video game that moved you? My number three video game is Alice the Madness Returns. Now, this is a sequel okay. to the game American McGee's Alice. Oh, and so okay. it's I'm so looking this up in a nutshell. It's it is Alice uh, in Wonderland with a dark twist. OK, so I would not recommend this for kids maybe under the age of 14. OK, so you have been warned uh, fans. Yeah. Yes. But it is a very good game. The g- graphics might be a little dated. But it's a great game, great story. I, you know, I remember. I'm looking at pictures of it now. I remember when this game 
came out. I remember the the um, the uh, oh, what's it called? The cover on this game. And remember thinking, oh, that's not yes. for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 not really so much a it's not a horror game, but it has horror elements in it. It's it's kind of creepy. It's kind of so gothic it, from the looks of it. Very much so. Very okay. much so. It's and um, it's a 3D game game. The storyline is of Alice, but Alice from both sides of the looking glass. You see her in oh. in, in the in an insane asylum is where she starts out because <laughs> She because she is seeing these crazy things, and you know it starts off with this intro of it's like I thought my parents died in a fire. Forget it, Alice. You know this is you know you know this is holding you back. Back. You need to forget these things. And you know it's you see her you know, later on in Wonderland, and then back in the real world dealing with problems on both sides. Okay. It's it and so in the Wonderland you have you know powers and you know magical things. In the real world it's you know. It's very real world. And I love the fact that this game has both the uh, like the grunge of real life and the fantastical colors of Wonderland. Okay. So the thing that made me feel a lot of things is I you know got this game because my uh, then girlfriend, now wife, wanted to play it. And so okay. she was actually sick and like she happened to be staying over and she was like very sick and she was staying in, in well, not very sick. She was like still able to, you know, do things, but yeah. she stayed she, in bed to kind of try to, she ain't feeling good. She's not feeling good. And I was, and her mom wasn't out of town. So we brought her to our house so that she could kind of, you know, get better. Huh? Well, she stayed in the room that I had my computer in for that time. And so I had a, the steam controllers. Okay. So what we did was we set up the game so that we could play it and we'd switch the controller back and forth and pl- play, you know, si- and basically side by side, I sitting in the chair, she, she in, on the bed. Oh, that's fun. So, and so you go through this. We played that game for 11 hours oh, that day. What? Now, here's the fun thing. Like we got through like two uh, or two thirds of that game. In that sitting, wow! And, you know, like we we were just kind of taking our time. We were like doing side quests, falling off invisible platforms, you name it. <laughs> but the thing that, you know, like, I'll always remember that day because we had played that game so much. It was so hot in that room. You know, we turned on the fan because it was, the computer was just generating so much uh-huh. heat. And then all of a sudden, about eleven hour eleven and a half, I got blue screened. <gasps> I oh, apparently had fried my RAM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, 11 hour video game sessions. Uh, let me warn you once uh, if kids ever come into the picture, Spencer, uh, just not going to happen. Hold on to that wonderful memory. It, it is a beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. So um, that's awesome. I So yeah. you had an external something that made you remember this video game. And so thinking back on it, makes it yeah, it's very memorable for that. But also the story itself is kind of tragic because like the story, yeah. Alice is like the the therapist like spoiler alert for anybody who plays this game the, Cover your the ears. therapist it, yeah like the therapist who is in uh, basically your helper in the beginning turns out to be the one who is actually like like well, mature content like uh, uh behind it all it's like the behind it all and like and so he also burned down their house and is trying to convince you you the player to forget anything ever happened oh, so like hardcore gaslighting okay cool so like, extremely hardcore gaslighting and the wonderland side of things is helping her get out of it and so i was just like oh that is mm, all right oh, oh that hits home home and like you know it's like oh man but anyways it's great game i it, would highly recommend it for anybody yeah uh, it, it looks really like helped. it looks like disney's alice in wonderland mixed with uh dark souls basically <laughs> you're not too far off yeah that's uh, a- although 
The the color palette seems straight from there. Yes. But anyways, that's not my number three top pick for games that made me feel something. Alice, the madness returns. All right. Mm-hmm. Was not expecting that. Uh, I'm probably going to go a little bit more mainstream on mine uh, to start off my number three. Uh, if you have not played the 2018 version of God of War, you I are missing out. Oh, my goodness, Spencer. Um, I seriously, this is a game that I would consider worthy of potentially buying a playstation over really okay it's, it's, now this, is, this is the one with the, the axe the nordic themes yep. and all that this is the one that is set um in viking lands um and what i what i was not expecting this to be the case because prior to this game when you say god of war all you can think of is just like over the top i'm going to destroy everything greek if you are a greek god mm-hmm. your time has come um, and, and mostly a good amount of not safer work content as well. Yes, that uh, that's a great way of putting that, Spencer, um, that there's a lot of shock value in those games. So that's that's just not my cup of tea when it comes to video games. I'm usually same, which more is why I, that's why I avoided this game to begin with. So right. but the, you, you're, you're saying that this game actually uh, had a difference for you. It's because it was so surprising. The they took one of the most one dimensional one volume level characters that's ever been created in a video game, Kratos, and turned him into what I consider to be one of the most complex protagonists in a video game I've ever seen in my entire life. High praise. That is very high praise. I don't know how they did it. Uh, That character is beautifully acted by Christopher Judge, which if you are a Mm. Stargate fan at all, he is to um, uh, Teal'c from that show a uh, big oh. big tall black guy um and he voices awesome character i love he that. voices and does the uh uh motion capture for uh kratos in this game and it is incredible um the game basically starts off and i'm not going to go through the whole list but just to give you the gist of it um uh kratos has left greece after totally wrecking the greek pantheon um and has started a whole life for himself in viking land um in the norse lands and uh he actually has a wife uh, at one point and a son uh atreus and the wife passes away and her wish is that her ashes be scattered on the highest peak uh in the realms okay Um, okay and so they begrudgingly are getting ready to leave for this there's a really rocky relationship between kratos and his son atreus um and then the norse pantheon basically shows up and I, I'm not going to slap him in the face. I'm not going to say too much more, but there is a boss fight that opens up in this game that is quite possibly one of the best boss fights in video game history that that's going to go down. I can't say much more. If you've played the game, it is the first boss I, fight that you play. in. I it. think I've seen a let's play of this up until like the first little bit after that first boss fight where it's like the skinny dude who shows up at his house and Shh. it's like they spoiler alert. So, I'm sorry. But yes, but it's that yeah. one. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like it's like an, an insect, a grasshopper, small. Yes, very small and very insignificant. Uh, no, but basically that um, his wife's death kicks off an avalanche of things that happen. And it takes Kratos and Atreus through this sweeping uh, uh, adventure, an epic adventure through all the or a bunch of the different Norse realms, the nine realms. Um, oh, oh, it's just it's so good because and this is the heart of the story at the store at the beginning of it. 
Kratos and Atreus are just they butt heads. Kratos is basically really attached to his mother um, and he's a little bit more on the emotional side of things and just he really loved his mom. Uh, didn't like his dad mainly because he's so closed off. He's so uh, like the definition of patriarchal. Um, uh, I've heard heard the the boy. Yeah, boy. Like, he calls boy, him do this. He calls him boy. Yeah, boy, you need to do this. And, you know, but what I love about it is that over the course of this story, this epic adventure, these two are brought closer and closer and closer together to just such a fitting end to this video game. And there's a uh, sequel to this coming out. I will say no more than that. Um, and I cannot wait to play it. Um, awesome. I, I truly believe that God of War 2018 is worth owning a PlayStation over. Um, okay. Purely because the gameplay is awesome, but it's that core relationship between Kratos and his son that just drives the whole thing. And as a film nerd myself, the whole thing, Spencer, the whole game is one camera shot. The camera. Yes, nev- I forgot about the camera. That. Never blinks. Never that once. Is, oh, I, when I first saw that, that's what like was. So the world building and like the, the actual landscape was interesting. But the, when I realized like you feel from scene one, it just follows you. That is so amazing. Camera starts rolling at the beginning and action and cuts at the very end of it. It's just, it's incredible. So, uh, it, you can play it on PlayStation 4. Uh, I managed to get my hands on a PlayStation 5, so I got the graphics upgrade and stuff with that, and I got the chance to play it on there. It is truly a showcase of what Sony storytelling capabilities are, and I please play God of War if you haven't already. Uh, it is, okay. it is okay. violent, a violent game, so I wouldn't recommend it for young kids, but it is a, uh, it's not nearly as gratuitous as the previous entry. I will, I, I'll add a slight caveat. I actually downloaded the God of War audiobook to oh. because it looked, oh, it looked interesting. There's an audiobook, and it's I thought it would like be interesting, but I had to stop it like a you know a third of the way through because I realized it's just fighting. Mm-hmm. There, like it mo- yeah. like I would, like most of this book is like it, they're trying to take a video game that's based off of you know fighting periodically, and they're trying to make it into a story. But there's just fight scene. Small bit of dialogue, fight scene, small bit of dialogue. It's like, oh, this is getting gotcha. very hard to read. So I it think the sense. game version is a lot more, you know, brings you in versus the audiobook version. I would not recommend. And the gameplay is fantastic. Like their combat oh. system is super sweet. There is some there is one of the more surprising moments in video games that's in that one. I, there's just so many good things to talk about. And then at the very end, as you're emotionally invested in this whole thing, uh, it's just if you don't tear up, if you don't feel things at the end sequence that's in this, check your pulse. <laughs> uh, so I have the highest of recommendations for God of War and would give this uh, my top level rating on video games, period. So it okay. made me feel things. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Spencer, how about you? What is your number two game? My number two game solidly sick sits on Bioshock. The first game. Ah, Yes. So okay. have you played Bioshock? To my shame, I have actually not. It's 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 okay. It's a little bit an older title, and it's not for everyone. But it is yeah. a great it, game. It's one of those games that I really ought to get around to playing because I have a feeling that I would enjoy it. Um, you would love this game. Uh, I, you would love. Now you would not necessarily like if you don't like the like the kind of the, the weird. Like there is a bit of the, the aspect of the weird in this game. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's played it will tell you that I'm underestimating things slightly. <laughs> 
I but, I've seen enough gameplay and heard enough things about it to know that it is it is an odd game. It's got a very distinct art style, a very distinct mm-hmm. feeling. But some people they just love that. Yeah, it's an, it's a great game. It's definitely a scavenging type game. You start off as just a human, but then you gain these abilities that you're basically can inject yourself with to like mm-hmm. use you lightning powers, but you still can use like, you know, weapons that you find along the way. The weapons are amazing. The powers are cool and you can yep. kind of create your own superhero based on what powers you unlock. You know, there's mm-hmm. something as, you know, as a swarm of bees, you can send after people or another one you can okay. uh, shoot wow. fl- flames or ice or, you know, other things. It's a really interesting game, but that's not why it's my the game that made me feel things. I, I am told that there is a twist in that one that is worthy of the ages. My friend, I'm not, I can't say not, too much do not about spoil it. it here. No, all I will say, all I will say is that you look back and it makes perfect sense, but you have oh, no idea good. it's coming until that moment when the penny drops and oh. all of a sudden, and it's, it's amazingly well scripted and acted and it is, superb and when i finished that that scene i was just kind of sitting there limply holding my controller it's like what just happened wow i know i saw it just happen but what i mean this like everything you know perspective shifting everything changes yeah when watching this it was uh such a good feel it's a remarkable in the fact that this is a game that came out i I just looked it up 2008 um -hmm. which that's almost 15 years ago at this point. The what, 13 at this point? Yeah. Um, and the fact that I, I, I don't even know what that that spoiler is, but the fact that it's 13 years later and we're still talking about that twist and that twist still holds up. And I keep hearing about that twist in this game. That's remarkable. It's excellent writing, and I will always give people credit for excellent writing. I can Everything else in a game can be subpar, but if you give me good story, mm-hmm. you will have a winner in my book. And this has excellent story in addition to just excellent gameplay overall. Okay. And then uh, bio, real quick, Bioshock 2 and Bioshock Infinite, were those any uh, those worth playing? I would say I made it most of the way through Bioshock 2. I, life kind of got in the way, and I okay. actually have it download it on my computer for Bioshock Infinite, but have not gotten around to playing it. So I cannot comment there. But Bioshock 2 was was quite good. I've heard they're both good. So, yes. And uh, I would recommend uh, definitely Bioshock 1. Bioshock 2 would recommend it's. I played it on a harder difficulty, so that might have been mm-hmm. the problem because I couldn't get past no, that would do it. One, of the bo- one of the boss fights. Um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. So I would say anybody who's interested in this franchise, Steam has the um, remastered versions of these games. Mm-hmm. And they're. I remember last time they usually go on sale and they're very reasonably priced on yeah. sale. So I know, I've, I know I've seen them on switch to the Bioshock collection. So um, I, I think it's on all the, the major platforms at this point. Yeah. So, all right, well, I guess I, I don't have any excuse to not, no, no you don't pick up Bioshock. It. Dang it, Spencer. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Uh, you, you must play. Well, okay. Okay. I will see if but I can make you part with five to eight bucks of your fun money. Uh, at this okay. point with my number two pick, uh, this is a little darling indie game that I'm pretty sure I've mentioned once before on the podcast here. Okay. Uh, it's called a short hike. Yes. Yes. You did mention that game. Have you played it yet? I have seen 
it played a little bit, and I actually got it for free from Epic Game Store, so there's really no reason for me to not oh, have played this game. Well, you are in luck, good sir, because mm-hmm. I had a smile on my face in this game from start to finish. Awesome. Okay. Um, now, now, what's the, the general premise of it? So, uh, you, you, the premise of it is that uh, you are... Uh, a little going uh, on a short hike you're going on a short hike yes um so it's a world where it's anthropomorphic animals so everybody's like you know uh, frogs and uh, raccoons dogs all that well you play as a bird named claire young girl um probably you know teenage years um where she goes to this island her parents take her to this her dad takes her to this island um where it's like a summer camping experience and it's like there's families always come here there's a lot of memories here and something has gone on in claire's life that um at the very beginning it's very ambiguous something has happened that basically they took her to this island to kind of take her mind off things and she's Uh, waiting for a phone call and so the whole point of this game is to start at the bottom of this mountain and enjoy the trip up and do and do what it takes to get to the top of the mountain which is the only place that has cell phone signal because oh. you're, you're waiting for a call. Um, okay. And so that's that's really all you need to know about the setup and premise for it. It basically feels like it's this cute little indie game with a, a very uh, unique art style. Um, it's very pixelated, but it's just really charming for what it is. The music's wonderful in this. It feels kind of like Animal Crossing with a little bit more of a point, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not okay. just kind of okay. wandering yeah, yeah. around. Um, your goal is to get to the top of the mountain, but you can't in your the state that you start off with the game. You have to pick up feathers, which basically give you a little bit more stamina to make the climb to the top. Um, OK, OK. Yeah. But what it, it literally lives up to its name and that the fact it, it is a short hike, you can beat this game in about two hours. Nice. OK, well, you, then there's really no reason for me. Not I don't to really at this point, but you can 100 percent the game in about four to five. Like it is legitimately just uh, I'm usually not one to hundred percent games simply because I've got better things to do with my time. But the fact that it was a smaller game and that the 100% felt reasonable, I was like, okay, there was enough charm in this game. Uh, the, the, the dialogue from all the characters that you meet. Um, I just, I was smiling from start to finish. And then the very end, the, the, that, I mean, obviously you get to the top of the mountain at some point and the resolution that's in this and the reason that you're waiting for the phone call becomes clear and it's just like dang this is good Mm. um it it just it makes you feel things um and it's just a really laid back wonderful calm relaxing charming game and i think it is 100 worthy to be on the video games that move me list awesome that is excellent well i'll see if i can steal some time to play that game because it sounds like just a lot of fun just kind of a it is a fun afternoon. I, I have seen it drop to five bucks on. Uh, I bought it on Switch. Um, I know you can get it on Steam as well. And I think it just dropped on PlayStation as of, I think, maybe this week. OK, um, so there's a lot of different places to play it. Uh, I would highly recommend it uh, if you do get the chance to. It's called a short hike. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, Spencer, that brings us to our number one picks. Good, sir. OK. I I thought long and hard. Well, no, I didn't think long and hard. This one jumped immediately to my brain as soon okay. as this topic came up. This game is called The Last Day of June. Now, I have never heard you, of this one. If you've never heard of this game, you it is a small indie game. Okay. And it is how to describe this game. 
it is its own art style in uh-huh. that you have the you have people but they have uh, it's almost like a doll appearance to them like the yeah. eyes are just kind of d- dimples in their face their nose is kind of just like mold it looks like they're molded out of clay yeah but it they looks, are but it looks charming um and it's it is a very unique way mm-hmm. and so you start off with a man who you know a bald man wearing glasses and his wife they're uh-huh. sitting on a dock and he gives her a flower and so you know you are the player of the game you kind of wander around you give her a flower and then you go to uh, you kind of slowly meander your way back to the car it's very so- calm and soothing you start driving back back to uh, the town you can kind of see it because you're on the other side of the lake that you were uh, just sitting at okay and then you see storm clouds in the distance mm-hmm. cuts and then you wake up again and your character is in a wheelchair and your wife is dead Oh, well, that got heavy quick. It did. It did. Now, here's Oof. the thing. You're, okay. You start off, and you're, so your character is like, you know, you kind of wander around. No one talks. It's all, you know, you know written dialogue between characters. Okay, so it's just and text so, prompts. Yes. Okay. So you're going through, and there's like, you know, you you know, find, you know, the different, you know, things with, you know, like a, a basket that you would took on the picnic and all these things. And you're, you know, kind of wheel yourself around the house. And then all of a sudden you go to her art studio where she did all of her paintings. Okay. And when you do that, you find out that you can go inside their paintings. Oh. And so, and when you're in that painting, you can stand, you can walk, you can interact as the people in the painting. And so what you find this game's mechanics are you're changing small things to to make to see to change the outcome like because you go to the past when you go into these pictures oh okay okay and so you're trying you find out that the car the car crashed she died you ended up in a wheelchair and you're trying to you know basically fix it mm-hmm. so the entire game is going level by level trying to like you fix one thing maybe because you find out oh this one thing caused the car crash so i can fix that thing and then you know it you know it'll fix everything so you fix that one thing, but then something else causes the yeah. crash. And so it's that it's kind of that, that things like, is it the domino that fell against the boulder or is it the, th- the third domino or fifth domino back that okay. caused everything to go Interesting. wrong? Interesting. All right. And so, and so you're, the game goes on like that. You're trying to figure your stuff out and trying to fix it. You're trying to fix the game and like save your wife. That is what you're trying to do. You're trying right. to save your wife. And the ending of that game... Brought me to tears. Oh, gosh. I, I can already tell it's one of those kind of like ending of well, up almost. Well, oh, ending of up has nothing on this. Oh, that is high. <laughs> that's a that's a big comment right there. Uh, it's uh, like I, I'm almost tearing up now. Like just the moment you realize like you go through. I'm not going to spoil it because I still want people to be able to play this game and enjoy right. it. And it's just a it's like you get to the final end of the game and the final choice happens of being able to try to save your wife. And I'm not going to say any p- or past that, but that final choice is, oh, goodness. Uh, it, it's be- it's beautiful. It's sad. Uh-huh. It's everything that there wa- was to do 
but you feel all the feelings okay. when you realize with the final decision. I want to make sure to stock up on tissue before uh, I potentially pick this one up. So yeah, uh, ugly crying is a common side effect of this <laughs> I'm game. Not, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm crying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is me. Okay, I am seeing this on the Steam Store, uh, PlayStation Store, and I'm, it's probably an Xbox too uh, for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's worth every penny. That is a low barrier to entry on this one. Uh, Mm. I, I didn't even know this one existed. So the last, the last day of June. Well, uh, I think you may have convinced me. I may pick that up at some point in time because it made you feel all the feels. Um, I, I've never had as big of a emotional reaction to a game. This is the one, this is the one above all others that is just, it's like, it's stuck with me and it's just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, just, take out my heart just keep it already i don't need it anymore uh, okay all right well i gotta tell the vein that this one's in and i'm like all right get ready get ready for the heavy okay here we go here we go um but, all right yeah that's what you got and is this something a little bit less heavy than that this is one that i think a lot of people know about but i'm not sure a ton of people played unless you're a hardcore playstation gamer um okay. came out in 2013 it's called journey journey um they make great music yes my gosh yes um so this is the game that pretty much put this guy named austin Windsory, a composer on the map um was he just a city boy born and raised in south of detroit yep yep Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. but um uh, austin Windsory uh did the score for this and it is one of uh, seriously one of the greatest soundtracks i have ever heard to a video game and it's this is a game i yeah i really can't describe it well aside from seeing a picture um but you play as this little kind of hooded character just almost looks like a jawa kind of with like just the eyes that are popping out um from underneath the hood and um you're dropped in this beautifully designed desert landscape um and the only thing that you have as far as uh storytelling and like you just, you're basically just dropped straight into this world the only thing that you have is that in the distance there is a mountain that has a like beam of light coming off the top of it and the whole game you're just simply trying to get to this beam of light i'm going to be honest the oh. less the less that i tell you about this game the better it is but it is another short one i think you can beat it in a matter of just a few hours Okay, I, I'm looking at pictures now. Yeah, I remember seeing this advertised. I, ne- I I thought the mechanics looked interesting. I it's, just, I never picked it up. It's just a simple run around jump. Um, you pick up little upgrades throughout that will allow you to jump higher, I think. Um, it's been a little bit since I've played it. Um, again, the less I say about this, the better, because it is genuinely a journey about discovery. Um, huh. uh, and throughout this process... Uh, you're discovering more of the world and more of the story. Just there's not a line of dialogue that is spoken in this game. It's all musically driven, all sound effects driven, oh, all driven by the that. environment. I love that. Um, when you don't have to say a word and still get your point across, you have created art in yeah. my personal opinion. And this is an ending that was, oh, you get to, I can't, I can't say too much without spoiling it, dadgummit. Well, it's but, okay. There's a, a the ending part of this has you feeling a mixture of, you know, you start off feeling sad uh, for one particular moment, like, oh, gosh, we've come this far for this mm-hmm. and mixed with 
extreme, like almost like a euphoria exhilaration. Um, and just the music carries you all throughout this. It's driven very much by Austin Windsory score in this game. Um, and it's just, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's, it's seriously one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Um, and you can basically experience this game just about by listening to the soundtrack online. Um, Fascinating. Okay. And again, it's short. Uh, you can get through it in a matter of hours. Um, and okay, it's, okay. I think it's usually like 10, 15 bucks somewhere on, on steam or uh, excuse me. This is a PlayStation exclusive. Last I checked, I could be wrong. Could be somewhere else at this point, but um, I think it's, I think it is on PC. Okay. I, I remember seeing it on, I'm not looking at this PC, PS uh, three, PS four and iOS. Okay. Oh, sweet. Oh, oh well, it's actually an iOS. Wow. Uh, that's what it's saying here. So, well, okay. I'm not, I'm not sure if that. I'm not sure if that's the picture. No, no, Journey game PC. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think this is okay. I, it's I, I probably would not play it on iOS personally. I, I'm okay. a little bit more on the controller side of things. But if you want to pick it up there, I'm sure the story is there, and it just, it's just the the storytelling that they have is just so unique and so engaging that you as you're learning more about this world and learning more about why you're going on this journey. Uh, you just get so invested in it and the payoff at the end to me was totally worth it, even though it is a little ambiguous, kind of an artsy ending, but it just made you feel things. That's fair. That's fair. Um, another one that I put in this category is actually another one that's composed by Austin Windsor. So forgive me. This is like one A and one B here. Mm-hmm. OK, um, it's one that I discovered on a PlayStation uh, that I really don't think a whole lot of people played. It's called Abzu, A-B-Z-U. Um, it's. It is um, it feels a lot like Journey so much so that they also hired Austin Windsor to do the music in this one. And again, I have seen this on Steam or somewhere. I have I didn't give this game a second thought. I was like, oh, that looks yeah, it's just, it's un- underwater. Well, it is Austin Windsor doing the music to this. So same guy who did Journey. So if you listen to any of that music and you're like, oh, my gosh, this looks incredible. You're probably going to like Abzu. Um, it is, it's set in an underwater world this time. So no water in journey and lots of water in Abzu. <laughs> um, and again, it's a short one. You can get through it in a, a matter of hours. Apparently I just like really short games. Um, Hey, you're a parent. You don't, you don't <laughs> that's have time why. for much else. <laughs> that's exactly why. Um, but you can get through it in a matter of hours. The art style is striking. Um, and just, it was one I walked away from just thinking about for the next week. Okay. Um, and it's just got, again, it's got kind of an artsy ending. And but it just it makes you think. Yeah. So I uh, I would give my highest recommendations and the number one game that made me feel things to journey. And I'm going to give like a little little sub point in there for Abzu because it's kind of it's very much in the same vein. So journey and Abzu. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think they're both pretty inexpensive. I think Abzu you can find for like 15 bucks. I snagged that when PlayStation was giving away games during the pandemic. um, (laughs) And that was one of the best decisions that I could have made. Um, and journey I'll, I played shortly after it came out. Personally, I'll probably pick up journey before I pick up Abzu. You just should. Cause I, I'm not as big on the underwater mechanics. Like I haven't played Subnautica for the same reason. <laughs> See, uh, the ocean terrifies me. Absolutely terrifies <laughs> me. I will, I will say this. You can't die in this game in Abzu. Okay. Well that's, that's helpful. Um, it's not the fact I'm not worried about the death. I'm just worried. It's like the underwater mechanics always seem clunky to me. And like you're the swimming, the up, the down, it, it is, always feels like, it is i just prefer it is an elegant game um you feel very the the motion feels very elegant and smooth in this and feels very close to what it should be to to swimming and under like part of the experience is just that you're swimming and that swimming feels good as far as controlling the character 
that's a good thing because like most like games that I've done that are swimming based, you just seem like you're either in space mm-hmm. or it's such a jerky mo- motion that everything is just awkward. Not at and all. This, just, to okay. give you another context on how Abzu feels um, and like the, the, the overall mood and environment for the game, there are moments where you'll, you'll kind of open up into bigger, uh, bigger areas where you're like solving a puzzle or whatever. Um, and there are little statues that you like underwater statues that you can sit on and go through what they just call meditation, which, uh, is basically just the, the camera comes off of you and you are just following fish that are floating around and just with the music going on behind it. Um, and it's just, it's very, it's very calming and very relaxing in in a lot of areas. So, uh, I keep that on my radar, uh, journey and Abzu. Those are my two, my two top ones. So awesome. Well, dear listeners, what about you? What are some games that made you feel all the things? What games do we need to throw on our list? There's a million of them out there, and we want to hear from you on this. So let us know either in the YouTube comments or you can go to dadgumnerds.com and hit the contact button and send us what you think. We love hearing from you. We read every single one of the comments, um, and it really does help Dadgum Nerds grow, too. So. With that being said, let us wrap things up with our closing thoughts and pun count, and we'll get back to you in just a moment. Spencer, any closing thoughts before you go? I really like this. The reflecting back on games that, you know, I had had an impact on my life. There was many that came to mind and trying to sit like, okay, this made me feel this way, but, you know, why, you know, like, what games should I choose? And then when I kind of filtered it down to these three, it's like, okay, that, that, I like that because you kind of have the, it's like, you know, the sad, the like, you know, amazing surprise. And then, you know, just the, it's like, oh, this is kind of the funny, funny of, you know, or just enjoying spending time with my, uh, my wife or girlfriend at that point. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's a fun little exercise, like, you know, games that have affected you. Yeah. How and why. I, it's like, I, I, we're talking about all this stuff and especially with like journey and Abzu now that I'm like mentally going back through it over the last few minutes. Um, I, it's like, I'm feeling good now. I feel a little bit more relaxed and everything. Yeah. I have a feeling that you and Maya would really enjoy playing, uh, those two games specifically. Um, and it's a good one for somebody, you know, to hand off a controller or one person plays and the other person watches. It's just, it's a great experience. Okay. So yeah, I'll, then I'll probably look for them on a PlayStation or something that we can play together. It, the gaming setup I have here is a little bit more one person. Well, do do whatever it takes, Spencer. It's worth it. <laughs> Just do as it. long as you check it. As long as you check out the last day of June, June at least it's a short game. It's, okay, it, you probably can get through the whole thing if you can solve the puzzles quickly. I'm gonna ballpark it and say three to four hours. Oh, okay. Most. So yeah, pretty pretty short. Okay. Yeah, like it's and again, the puzzles can be tricky to try to figure out what goes where, but I'd probably ballpark it around there. Okay, well, that's Bioshock good. will take will take you time to get through, but it is so worth it. All right, well, but, I'll I'll, uh, I'll keep my eyes on it, put it on some wish list, and see if it uh, it goes on sale at point some point in time because I'm cheap and only have a limited amount of fun money that we budgeted per month. Anyway, same. that's enough of that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we want to let you know again, follow and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you're following or subscribing uh, or following us on whatever podcast platform that you're on really does help dadgum nerds grow. Uh, we, as Tripp said one week, uh, a couple weeks ago, it's like we are fighting the algorithm on all this <laughs> content um, and seriously leaving us comment, leaving us a like and subscribing to the channel. Let's other dads and other nerds uh, find this little podcast. 
Uh, it's also, a great place. Let them come in. Come in. By the way, the pun count was two. Ah, yes, and they both came from you this time. Yes, they did. I'm proud of them. Uh, we also encourage you to go to Dadgum Nerds. We really do have a bunch of stuff on there for you. We've got things like our merch store, where you know you actually can buy things like the T-shirt that I'm wearing. Uh, you got a good place to contact us, like the contact form that I've sent. Uh, also, we've got our Patreon program, which is where we found Spencer like a lost puppy, and now we can't get Yeet. rid of him. Um, but Patreon Maybe tried. <laughs> Trip, I'm looking at you. <laughs> We actually did at one point. <laughs> Trip did. Um, no, but we have a blast on Patreon. There's a ton of perks on there for you all. Uh, we do an after show that we're going to be recording directly after this to give you a little bit more bonus content uh, to listen to. I think uh, on this one, we're going to be talking some of our honorable mentions that didn't quite make the list, um, as well as potentially guesting on this show like Spencer's doing right now. You also get VIP access to us through some uh, fun and unique channels. So it really just is a great place if you want to get more daggum nerd stuff. Spencer has a blast, right, Spencer? I do. I come and invite me back anytime. I'm happy to be here. Sweet. Well, also, we want to give you the invite to Discord, which you can find on dadgumnerds.com. Uh, we have a Discord server for Dadgum Nerds. We're just hanging out with fans. Uh, you also have the ability just to kind of hang out with us and run side by side with us. We're talking the anything. memes are real. The memes, the memes. The memes are real. Um, but if you crave Dadgum Nerds content all throughout the week, like, Discord is the easiest place to jump in uh, for you guys. Really cool little community that's forming there. Um, and the easiest way to get there is to go to dagumnerds.com and hit that Discord button. So, Spencer, are you saying our pun count was two? Pun count was two. So, when we... Honestly, I'm not as punnerific as Zach is. I just tend I to like to hit hit puns when I see them. I don't think anyone is as punnerific as Zach is to, to <laughs> for you to coin the phrase on that one. Golly, I've known that man for how many years now and still just there's no bottom to that well i still have not found it that just means that he's a very very deep human being i oh boy i set that one up and you spiked it right <laughs> over the net you that was a soft toss man. i, I really, could have taken that from the left really, field that really was zach's probably like screaming that already from his car or wherever he's gonna listen to the episode Well, hey, that's all we've got for you today. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We will catch you later, Daggum Nerds. Bye now. Game over.